Teachers Supporting Teachers, the podcast sharing insights into being and becoming a teacher. I'm your host, Narelle Lemon, a professor in education at Swinburne University of Technology in Melbourne, Australia. I'm curious and I love to use this strength to find out more. So what better way to support others and to create this podcast to be able to gain insights and perspectives from colleagues and friends. This is Series 7 and I'm joined by five pre-service teachers who are currently undertaking a study tour and global practicum supported by the new Colombo Plan. We are recording as we are experiencing our time in Kaching, in Sarawak, Malaysia, Borneo. I'm so excited about this series, something a little different. So make a cup of tea and find a comfy place to sit or pop those earbuds in and go for a walk as you listen to Rachel, Lisa, Taylor, Steve and Lewis share their insights into and about being and becoming a teacher. How was it? Great really day. good. Fun day. Great big day. <laughs> big day. Fun, big, huge. So Taylor, this morning you said, I feel like I've entered an episode of the Jetsons and I've gone to the future. <laughs> I really did. The school is very modern and it wasn't at all I think what I was expecting going into this. Um, it just literally looks like, it's just so like, uniform in a way. Mm. The way that like architecturally the school is designed and the organisation behind everything. and Yeah, it feels very futuristic. Interesting. Thoughts from anyone else? I think it, it was like almost like a university campus in a way um, back home and the facilities here are really like uh, impressive I would say is the best way to describe it. Yeah it does feel very much like um, a school that you would see anywhere back home in Australia. Um, the facilities there are amazing and certainly wasn't what I was expecting but it's um, really impressed by it. So there's an element of familiar. What about unfamiliar? Um, I'd, I'd say for me, um, like what I think of in my mind when I hear the word kindergarten isn't necessarily what, it, it sort of doesn't really cohere with um, the kindergarten here. It's more, almost more what I like just sort of junior primary in a lot of ways. It, it has very much as a classroom set up. They do a lot of like literacy work. Um, they have um, a class timetable and they, they spend a lot of their time with specialist teachers. Um, and so actually, I, I think I've come into this experience um, preparing myself to sort of um, like revisit everything I know about early childhood practice. But actually, I, I think it's, I'm probably actually gonna have to draw a lot more upon my experiences teaching um, foundation classes in primary schools. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so there's no uh, grade one. So I think Rachel and I are expecting to go into a grade one class. Yeah. They start at P2, which is six to seven year olds. So it would be very similar to grade one back at home. Yeah, right. So they go three year old, four year old, five year old at kinder? No. no? Yeah. Oh, it's sort That's of like. 
three slash four and then five-year-old kinder and they actually have a six-year-old kinder um and then they have because of the the delay in graduation dates for the national curriculum section of the school they're actually doing a kind of hybrid program for like a month or two um where some children are kind of who can't start the national curriculum yet they're still sort of under the auspices of the the kindergarten section but yeah they were being yeah taught kind of a hybrid thing it's sort of yeah there's a lot going on Mm. Um, many many layers and i think another one worth mentioning as well it's quite obvious is the fact that there is a national and the international curriculum across all different year levels and that's just nothing like we have back home so Mm. yeah that's Mm. one that stands out quite a bit and first appearance insights um, exposure to national and international curriculum what did you notice? I actually think um, when we were chatting in the cafe before Lewis um, there was perhaps a point about how the I don't know the role of history actually it might be an interesting comparison between the, t- the, the two at secondary level where like the way they explained it to us that history and some social sciences were very important in the national curriculum because it was very much about building like civic conscious and you know an understanding of like national identity um but lewis's experience from what he shared to me was very different in the international Mm. and as the principal was saying this morning um history is mandatory under the the national curriculum and uh and p isn't um but they flipped that at the the international school here and they made p mandatory and um the history covers like a, a broader uh, spectrum from from what I can tell and uh, and students here have a preference for or they're most interested in like 20th century history and politics and international relations anything that like relates to their kind of experience and why things are are the way they are right now in their country mm, interesting and I wonder, um, did any of you get to teach today? Team teach, little strategies, anything like that? Um, no. So I was working with one student with counting, yep. um, and I always use my fingers back home, but I was told that this certain student works better with uh, the counting coin sort of, what's it called? The counters. The counters, um, just for like a visual aid. Mm-hmm. And so I worked with her quite closely. Um, yeah, and she really picked up well with that one as well. So, be interested to work more with her down the rest of the week. Yeah, so nice. So, does that mean you've now got you've come home after day one with a massive amount of homework because you know what you're going to teach tomorrow or later in the week? A few shaking no, of the head so from we, the primary. I have uh, a meeting with our mentor teachers uh, first thing tomorrow morning. Yeah, uh, and we'll be going through. I think what their teacher, what their plans are so that we can work in with them in terms of what, what we want to cover. Yeah, and also like mentioning our interests because I would like to cover science in addition to numeracy and literacy. Mm. And then Lisa had mentioned doing PE. Um, mm. So taking those interests of ours also into the teaching classroom. Oh, I love it. So you're working in partnership with your mentors, what you need, what they need, what they can, what they can offer, what's yeah. possible. And Alex has been quite open to us doing a couple of team teaching sessions together as well he's open to us maybe uh, going to some higher grades like just one level higher just 
pop in and observe that as well just to see the differences there and, and how um, the continuation of learning goes on as, as the children get older so that's I think going to be really interesting too. Yeah. And he also mentioned going across to the national curriculum as well Yeah. and just doing some observations for that as well so it'll be oh. good. Exciting. Exciting. Okay what's happening in secondary for tomorrow? Um, I've been given a few days to kind of just, I think, absorb the information because I've got a few um, books and plays that I've got to read for um, for mine. I've been given quite a lot of creative freedom for when I start. Um, my mentor, she was very happy for me just when I was ready and felt confident enough just to kind of go for it. I've got a bit of Shakespeare and a bit of Charles Dickens to um, <laughs> get myself familiar with in the next couple of days, which will be interesting, but um, at least... I'm, I'm familiar, I guess, in a like a sense that those are texts that we do study over in Australia. So, um, it'll be interesting in how I apply that mm, over some here. Right reading for you. Yeah, and um, I've also been looking into. Um, I met with the um, English as a second language teacher today as well to see if I can observe um, some classes, and how. And we were discussing um, the role in Australia when you teach English, like EAL, if it's like. A separate role or if it's an English teacher taking on that as an additional subject to teach as well so yeah she was more than happy to have me come and observe so I'm really excited to do that as well. Fabulous. Lewis have you got homework? Um, not particularly. Uh, tomorrow morning I'll be meeting with, uh, with the head of geography and we'll be kind of planning out what we'll be doing. I think uh, tectonic plates is the topic for tomorrow which is a absolute classic. Um, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, looking to also get into some some history classes as well, um, which is my, yeah my main focus and what I've studied at university. So yeah, looking to look forward to that as well. Awesome. And over in uh, early childhood, what's happening for you, Steve? Um, I'm not really sure. I I've been told I need to make sure I bring a second pair of shoes every day because if the children go outside or like do any kind of sport or something like that, I guess sneakers or whatever um and i'm definitely gonna have to brush up on a lot of my like literacy concepts like the the specifics because it seems to be such a a big focus in that classroom i want to make sure that i kind of have my terminology down packed because i feel like i've got some some of the big concepts but not necessarily like the the fine tuned specifics um but in terms of any teaching stuff i'm not really sure i um i think i'll be i will be assigned to one of the their kinder three rooms which is their sort of five-year-old six-year-old um but the class i watched today was just one of the the specialist teachers deliver a, a sort of a chinese lesson um so i guess that doesn't really bode a lot for what i'll be doing necessarily um so i think yeah still still a bit to work out for me yeah nice and for those listening along we're recording this in the car on the way back from day one so that was a local police car coming through the traffic um, that we won't be able to edit out which is all fine we're embracing the, the love of recording on the go as we were on this study tour um, you guys were talking about stress dreams this morning Lewis and Steve <laughs> <laughs> and um, this morning we were, we were full of like anticipation excitement nerves butterflies in the tummy 
what happened? Did your stress dreams come true? Um, well, one of my stress dreams involved um, trying to go to Carnegie Library and, like, I kept forgetting things, so I kept having to drive back home. <laughs> um, I did visit the school library today, but it was an entirely positive experience. <laughs> oh, so. <good. laughs> I'm so glad to hear. Um, Rachel, mm-hmm. this morning you had a quote that I wrote down, which I loved, which was, <laughs> I'm reminding myself we're all in the same boat. And I think that was beautiful, not only to describe the intensity that comes with being in another country and about to enter a school and going to be there for two weeks so you want to present your best self and there's the anticipation of of what it's all going to be like but also for anybody who's undergoing a professional experience a practicum it's a really lovely lovely motto so how was it for you did the motto help you today yeah it definitely did um I had a really good afternoon with the kids I ended up walking away with three stickers sorry four stickers two new besties um almost a hash brown as well I was offered one um I said no it's okay but maybe tomorrow um and it was also really nice to have Lisa in the class just being able to like bounce from one one another with like ideas um and just observations and things like that so I think yeah that quote was really true today having Lisa there and also the support of the staff is just amazing I was really really impressed Yeah. yeah Can I, just adding to that, um, I was really impressed actually with, I don't know what anyone else's experience has been, have been like in the past with the placement, but in Australia, we're kind of just expected to get in there on the first day and, and that's it. Just, you know, that's it. You're in the room now, mm. find your way kind of thing. Um, I felt like today was, was handled really well. Like we all kind of got a really good introduction to the school, what they were about, and it really just set the tone, I think, for what what were the expectations and and gave us that time to sort of wrap our heads around it and prepare a little bit more so that really helped settle the nerves as well this morning for me yeah I completely agree can you share a little bit about um this morning and the agenda because I joined you for a couple of hours and I was really impressed Mm. with the welcome from our school um do you want to just share a little bit of the insights of what this morning was, what what we did, and and how you felt about it? Anyone want to give a rundown? I guess the um, this, it seems like the school has undergone a lot of change recently, and so we've come in a time in which they're trying to set up a lot of new processes internally. Um, like they've moved location recently and like and all these other things and with the different the five different sections of the school whilst they all have their own leadership structures they're talking a lot about how their vision was that they could try to sort of unify things a lot more and so that was quite interesting to see and um, and one of the other things they were talking about that I thought was a pretty good way of doing things was um, the children go home early on Fridays and then all staff meetings, staff professional development, that happens in that sort of slot on a Friday so that no one's sort of hanging back and, um, and yeah, all the different sort of teaching cohorts come together and it, and it seemed like they're really trying to foster a collegial sort of atmosphere, um, which is nice. Yeah, and we get to sort of be involved as sort of, it seems like the early days of them 
setting up these things. Mm. And what I really loved is that you were um, invited to participate in professional development this morning that any new teacher would undertake. So you were embraced immediately within the community um, with the same processes. So we had the discussion about um, safeguarding, as they called it, how we look care for students if there is um, any pastoral care areas that of concern, um, how you care for each other as, as colleagues, which was really wonderful to see. There's also those discussions around photography, safety of technology, what you do and don't, don't use, um, all those policies, procedures, the why, um, how to have the conversations with each other, with staff and, and students, which was really lovely, lovely to see that occur. Um, and an agenda that was really well thought through in terms of guiding you around particular parts of the school, who was who, the staff room. It was so nice to walk into the staff room and see that there was space for you. <laughs> yeah. Have you had experiences before where that's not been the case? Yeah, my current workplace, you walk into a kitchen and there's a table and you're all expected to kind of sit together. And so there's not really that space where if you want to have a moment to read a book or, I don't know, write down thoughts or just a moment to yourself, it's not really available. Um, and the one thing I noticed across this entire campus today was that there was just so much open floor, like, plans and layouts. Um, and, yeah, I really appreciated that. I really liked uh, the idea, too, that we were free to be able to do some of our planning in the library space, mm. which was really calming you know lots of bright colors around that was I thought that was really cool mm. as well um, I'm not sure how many teachers back home would, would do that outside of the staff room or you know at, back at home after hours so um, that was really interesting as well I feel like the school the foot the, I feel like the school as a whole um, because it's only it's only new and they only moved into the space in 2020 there's like lots of room to grow um, it's, it doesn't feel like it's very lived in yet, and there's lots of uh, lots to look forward to in terms of uh, like developing the community there. And the what's the word I used today? The Latin word? Oh, uh, tabula rasa. <laughs> tabula rasa, blank slate. Mm. 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 And it feels like you know, the school relocated to the new campus that we're at. Twenty twenty, the pandemic hit. It's now 2023. It's really the first beginning of the school year that everybody is back. Um, and talking to leadership this afternoon about that vision of let's shift away from uh, conversations that are blocking us to now it's about conversations and embracing we have this space. We have new and different ways of working that are still um, COVID safe. You're, uh, a lot of students are still wearing masks, same as, as staff, as hand sanitizer around. But we're, we're now moving into how do we form that community, both as, as staff, but also as, as students, as family, as, as a community. And it made me reflect upon one of the comments, or kind of a question the principal posed this morning that I was really blown away with, impressed. And she said, what does it... What does it mean to be an adult who makes the decision to be a teacher? And I thought how she framed that was just beautiful because she was thinking about, we were talking about well-being, but it's really thinking about the bigger context of 
all that comes with well-being your meaning your purpose accomplishment your health how you care for yourself for the students how you care for yourself in order to care for students in the community um, and Steve you made a beautiful comment about that it's so refreshing to see leadership talk this way and that you're starting to see it in the school culture just from I think that was maybe an hour and a half an hour into being at the school how did it unpack for you all as as the day progressed I know it's only day one but it's interesting to see we had that initial seed planted it was a strong intention strong envision were things feeding into that you could see some challenges but they were being um, explored or was it totally not at all what you were seeing anybody can answer this <laughs> I think maybe one of the things that Mark discussed with us was the framework that they'd all, all the teachers had come together to um, work on there was a really big collaborative effort between everybody um, whether it was national or international curriculum um, and they all that was part of their personal development um, and we've been lucky enough to be invited to the second part of that this Friday um, it seems like everybody's really on board with with wanting to um, I guess make those improvements and, and talking about what that looks like for them so um, I think so yeah I mean it's very you know after the first day it's quite hard to, I guess to gauge that but from what I saw I, I think that's definitely mm. high on the agenda for them it was also nice they welcomed feedback straight away mm. and that's something yep. you don't often get I mean in, at least in my own experience when it's sort of top of the hierarchy it's yeah I don't know it's sort of like a blind eye is turned toward you so I noticed that straight away and yeah that was really nice it's interesting to have that collaborative approach with such a diverse teaching team, but also just hearing um, about kind of, I guess, the resume of the teachers that teach at that school. Like before they were here, they were in New Zealand, and before they were in New Zealand, they were in Dubai, and they've got just such a well-rounded, worldly experience. I think the teaching team that they have there has so much to bring to the table, and I'm really excited to see where it goes and the potential that this school has to be even more impressive than it has already impressed us. Mm. So, yeah very exciting okay as we wrap up this episode our second episode celebrating our study tour experiences here in Kachin I want to ask you all two words of how you would describe today and how you're feeling now open and eager oh nice narrowing down <laughs> open and eager for all of you uh, so recalibrating mm -hmm. um, but calmed oh, yeah, nice. settled would be a word that I feel right now which is nice to for me I think it would be challenged and exhausted <laughs> <laughs> Content and fortunate. 
And I would say my two words for you all is excited opportunities. Yeah. Really nice. So thanks for joining us for episode two. Recorded in the car. Thank you, Jolyn, for driving us and swerving amongst all the busy peak hour traffic here as we, we navigate our way home from school um, and capturing our fresh as exhausted excited and everything else in between thoughts enjoy if this episode sparked ideas provided comfort or supported you in your professional growth i'd love for you to take a moment to share your thoughts on social media and i invite you to do this with the hashtag teachers supporting teachers to access this episode's notes and other episodes as well as resources, feel free to connect on the web at www.exploreandcreateco.com or on Instagram and Twitter at RallyPops. I'd love to connect with you. Thank you to Magnus Mooney for the music and thank you to my dear colleagues and guests who are a part of Series 7. And as you reflect on this episode, I wonder if you'd like to consider the question... What are you noticing in regards to the familiar and the unfamiliar? Mm -hmm.